Aftershock. Shock. Four days, October 7th, 8th, 9th, and 10th, 2021, with Metallica. And the much anticipated return of My Chemical Romance. Aftershock, Discovery Park, Sacramento. Two different nights, two unique sets from Metallica. With My Chemical Romance, Rancid, Social Distortion, Rise Against, The Offspring, Mashika Kelly, Gojira, Seether, The Pretty Reckless, Full Beat, and a special Thursday night headline set from Limp Biscuit. Go to AfterShockFestival.com for more. Aftershock 2021, October 7th through 10th. Metallica, My Chemical Romance, Limp Bizkit, Social Distortion, Machine Kelly, and more. Don't miss Aftershock. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to the one and only Rock and Wrestling Podcast. Listening to the one and only Rock and Wrestling Podcast. I am your host with the most, Nick. Got another great episode today. Sammy Bowler, he's a young upstart guitar player and uh, released an instrumental, that's right, instrumental guitar album. It's been out for a year. Had Sammy on to talk all about the writing process, his favorite guitar players, all kinds of great stuff, man. Really, really good stuff. I, uh, it's very different. It's not Joe Satriani, Steve Vai kind of stuff. It's very much melodic, kind of almost hard rock-based guitar instrumental stuff. So it's really good stuff. I'm looking forward to everybody hearing that. Make sure you keep up to date on all the podcast stuff on the old Twitter machine at Nick's RNW Podcast, Facebook, Nick's Rock and Wrestling Podcast, and Instagram, Rock and Wrestling Podcast. Leave a five-star review if you think I've earned it on iTunes as well. Go to patreon.com slash Podcast. To support the show any way you can, ProWrestlingTees.com, RNW Podcast, or RockAndWrestlingPodcast.com for official merchandise, all that good stuff. So, coming up on the other side, Sammy Bowler, as we talk about all his new instrumental guitar album. It's a great, great conversation. Coming up on the other side. Northern California's number one rock festival is back. Aftershock, October 11th through the 13th. Discovery Park, Sacramento. I push my fingers and tell my eyes. 
182, Slipknot, Corn, Bring Me the Horizon, A Day to Remember, Marilyn Manson, and special appearances from Stain and Rob Zombie. Go to AfterShockFestival.com for all lineup and ticket information. AfterShock Festival. All right, it's a pleasure to welcome uh, to the show, man, a phenomenal guitarist, and I'm looking forward to always finding good guitar players. This guy's obviously a lot better than I am. But uh, uh, Mr. Uh, Sammy Bowler, it's a pleasure to have you on, man, and uh, talk about your new record and just instrumental guitar music has always fascinated me because it's so different from just a regular rock and roll band. But let's start with the new record. How's the response and the writing process and all that, you know, jazz that goes along with a new record? Nice to meet you, Nick. Thanks for having me on, man. Uh, it's It's been a good year. Thanks for checking out the record, man. Uh, it means a lot. Um it's been interesting, you know, we haven't been able to play shows, obviously, yeah. because of COVID, uh, which has been a bummer, but I've still been doing well, you know, like, I've been able to keep it going, um, just with doing, like, online streams, and I feel lucky because of, like, the guitar community, a lot of it's online anyway, you know, so um, it's been a good year. I'm definitely itching to get back out and play, though, for sure. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm, I was telling somebody I had on a couple weeks ago, man, I'm like, I think this is the longest I've gone without going to a show since I was, like five years old i'm like i've always go to at least one you know a ton of concerts every year and it's just crazy i'm like not seeing a show for over a year i'm like at this point i'll take just even a crappy cover band just to go see something <laughs> i me too man i miss it uh what was the last show you saw before before uh covid do you remember yeah so i went and saw uh, like machines they're a band out of atlanta and they were touring out here in california and they're they got kind of a real acdc motorhead kind of just straight hard rock vibe and they, they were awesome and i was couple weeks later everything shut down i was like what i was like i figured it'd be you know a few few months and now here it is well over a year i'm like man i've been to a rock show i don't i don't even know what i would do because it's been so long i know man it's the good thing is that once it comes back it's gonna be everybody's just gonna be dying to go to concerts you know all of them are just gonna be crazy um yeah i certainly miss it too this is definitely the longest i've gone without going to a show or playing a show and just and so long since i was a kid you know yeah. So it looks like it's coming back, though, man. I I swear, it seems like it's starting to turn the corner. Yeah. Like, um, I'm planning on going back on the road in October now, so I think that's being pretty safe. I think some shows are going to start to come back this summer, but this fall, I bet, I bet it'll be rocking again. Yeah, I've been seeing a lot of tours announced for this 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 fall and, and festival, so it's like, okay, you know, hopefully by, by then. But I wanted to jump in, and you know, for people that aren't familiar with you and kind of, kind of your history and how you get into it, because, like, a lot of, you know guitar instrumental thing it, 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 it's it's a different vibe but I, I felt listening to your stuff it's very more i don't want to say mainstream but it's it's not the steve vi joe satriani play a million miles an hour there's more like a melody and harmony is is that kind of you know what got you into just guitar instrumental rather than just joining in a band thanks man yeah um you know, I grew up more as like a band type guitar player. Um, like I always grew up playing in bands and, and all the original music I had written until this record was with a singer. You know, we always more traditional, like, like I grew up on Van Halen and Ozzy and Guns N' Roses. You know, like bands with great guitar, but, but you know, the melody was the vocals, you know. Um, but, you know, when I was a kid, I really loved Satriani and Vi and Ingve and all that stuff as well. You know, that's a good thing. Like when you're learning how to play guitar, if you can learn uh, and transcribe some of that stuff, it kind of... It adds a lot to your playing, you know. But it was definitely just a—it was definitely a conscious choice. I'm glad you picked up on that. Um, 
because I, I love I love all those instrumental records, but for me, like the main thing has always been the melody. You know, it's like there still has to be a song there and something you can grab onto um, after you're done listening to it. So that was definitely a goal of mine. Was like I wanted to see if I could make a record where the guitar is the voice of the band, essentially. Yeah, because that's what I picked up on that right away. Because I was like, Slash is my favorite guitar player. Reason I play guitar and you, his solos are songs within the songs, and I could tell like from the first kind of lick i was like oh this is way this is much different this isn't you know as much as ingve is great it's like million miles an hour throw you know throw everything at the kitchen sink see what sticks i felt like there was a conscious effort to make like there's a melody and a harmony to each song rather than like dude check out how many notes i can play right yeah that's something we were definitely going for um and it also when you when you have songs like that um it helps your live show as well because every song is different every song has its own story you know as opposed to like like i love ingve too but you know after a few songs you feel like you've heard the whole show you know what i mean <laughs> yeah um, that's always been my big like big gripe was like I'm like he's a phenomenal player and he's so good but i was like man i don't know if i'd want to go see him a concert because i'm like after the third song i'd be kind of like all right what's next it's it's interesting, man. Like some bands, like ACDC, like they've had the same sound for their whole career. You know, like they've never really deviated from it. But still, the songs, the each song stands out on its own. You know, um, but it, yeah, Ingve is kind of like it, he's got his own sound for sure, and he invented it. That's the amazing thing. But um, yeah, it's that's that's one thing, uh, something I, I've always tried to. Um, like kind of grow upon is like for the show i want every song to be its own own story you know yeah so when you were kind of writing this record and making that conscious effort to have that melody and harmony did you find any difficulties in that in that like oh man i really was want to lay in but like no i need to make sure that each song like you said is unique to its to itself um a little bit yeah i mean this is the first time i ever did anything like this so when i first started i just wanted to see if i could even do it <laughs> you know what i mean it was like i don't even know if i was sure i wasn't even sure i was just going to be able to write all instrumental record but um no i, th I think we i think we achieved that I, I, it wasn't um for me i think the hardest thing about recording the album was we kind of did it over we kind of did it piece by piece like a couple songs here a couple songs there and I'm hoping for the next one we can kind of just go in like more of like a traditional way of making a record. Like you go on for a couple of weeks, you knock the whole thing out, you know. <laughs> no, well, I think but, they, I don't think people understand that like how difficult that that is because I've done that before in bands I've been in where you do like a song or two here and then you come back and like maybe a month or a couple of months and then I find it always it was always a pain in the ass when you go to like all right let's put the new set together and you're like wait what did I play on this like I totally like I'm sure that for you that was like a big thing especially since you haven't played in a while you're probably like man putting the set together like wait what what would I play on this particular part. I, I miss I miss playing live. I know, man. Yeah, I miss playing live so much. It's like I'm doing a live stream this week, and uh, every before I do any of these live streams, I always have to go back and make sure I'm playing everything right, you know? <laughs> because some of the songs, like even before the album came out, like it was done. It was probably finished for, for finished being recorded for probably over at least six months, probably closer to a year um, before it finally got mixed and and finished and released and all that. So. Yeah, it's kind of one of those things about making making records nowadays. It's the, by the, you almost finish it, and then by the time it's released, it's like you're already kind of on to the next thing, you know. So it's going to be really interesting with this because we, you know, it's it's going to be starting touring it, you know, a year after it's been out, or it's already been out a year now, which is I can't even believe. But yeah, which it'll be fun, man. You know, it's like it's it's a it's like fresh again because you haven't really played it, you haven't really played it live that much. Yeah, which I if, I love getting people's opinions because obviously rock and roll, is so like the live show is so important now. You know, selling millions of right. records is the business is so different. 
did you have any worrisome or as you put these shows together maybe the live streams are helping like what songs people are responding to because you can't be out on the road you know when you put a set list and go let's try this song and see how people respond you've got to kind of like well we're going on our own gut like we think this is would be good in the live set but we'll you know there's no live crowd response right yeah that's interesting i mean the doing a live stream thing is fun but it's definitely you're right it's not as it's not the same thing as playing a show you know um i feel lucky like my band was playing the stuff before the album was even out and that's when i started gauging like all right this song's working all right we gotta change it up a little bit here maybe not do these two songs together. you know you have to do that before you really know how the set's gonna go over like you just have to you have to do it live you know you can you can plan it for a million years but you'll never know until you actually go out and do the gig you know yeah i always have but, um, i always have stories go like, ahead yeah i always have stories like one or two where i go like they're like how do you figure out what songs work in a band i'm like you kind of just piece it together in a set and then you go well that song sucked nobody liked it <laughs> that's not <laughs> set anymore <laughs> Yeah, that's the thing I always talk to my drummer about. It's like, I think the best sets, they go kind of like a V, you know, like where it starts really heavy and then you kind of dip down in the middle and then you end it smashing away, you know. But you can write that on the paper, but you can't really get the feel of it until you actually go, you know, get the response, like you said, you know. A lot of it's like the order of the songs is the main thing, you know. Or sometimes it'll be like, man, we got to add a bigger ending here. Or, you know, maybe put, it's like the transitions between songs, you know. So it's fun. I can't wait. Just even talking about this would get me excited, man. Oh, I'm <laughs> sure. Like, yeah, going yeah. That, going that long and, and the record being out for like a year, I'm sure you're just chomping at the bit. So what kind of obviously pre-COVID? What were kind of the tour plans? And now your tour plans? Because I imagine being an instrumental rock guy, obviously, like you said, it's a big internet community. But were you Jones and to be like, we need to go out with like some rock bands that might have singers, or should we tr- try to tour with other like kind of artists so that that's what people are going to see or you're like no let's try to win over a crowd that came to just see rock and roll that's that's a great question um yeah with with this stuff like i grew up like all the touring i've done has been with just more like rock bands like i mentioned so i was hoping with this we could tour with instrumentalists and just you know regular rock bands because even though it is like a solo guitar uh band um it definitely feels more like just a regular band when you go see it kind of like i mentioned like even though even though there's no singer the guitar kind of becomes like the singer like the voice of the band so for now the first thing we're doing in october is we're just kind of doing some of our own dates um which i think they're getting announced next month but it'll be um just like mostly mid-coast east west or excuse me uh (laughs) um midwest and east coast so it'll be fun yeah we're not getting much out here in california we're going to be one of those last (laughs) last states i'm sure to to get concerts back but you know Along this, you mentioned you know, you've played in rock bands and stuff, and uh, I could pick up on you've mentioned a couple players, Eddie Van Halen, Randy Rhodes. Like, who were the biggest influences you would say as your guitar player? Because I could tell there was definitely some Randy Rhodes in, in in the album and and stuff. But who are your biggest you would say guitar influences? Um, those are probably those are definitely my two favorites, man. Like Eddie was the one who got me into just learning how to play. You know, like hearing the first couple of Van Halen albums, that was just that just blew my mind you know, when I was a kid. Um, but after him, when I discovered Randy Rhodes, um, he kind of got me into like more like studying music. Like with Eddie, like Eddie plays completely by ear, you know. Um, and Randy was more like a schooled, trained musician, yeah. you know. Like he, he knew a lot of music theory and stuff like that, and knew a lot about classical music. Um, so that's something I kind of started to really look, I looked up to him a lot for that. So that was a huge influence on me where I'd, I'd actually started studying like music theory and, you know, learning how to read music on guitar when, when you're young, like it's a really good, that really impacted me. 
uh, the way I play, you know, later on. But after after those two guys, man, I, I was just a big metalhead, you know. Um, uh, I love like Marty Friedman, and I loved Ingve a lot when I was a kid. Um, who else? I love Slash as well. I love kind of like what you said about Slash, like his solos. He's such a melodic. He's just an amazing shredder, but you know, he's really melodic as well. Um, and mo- mo- guys like that, man, like like seventies, eighties you know guitarist later i started getting more into after i got like later into high school i kind of went back and got more into like hendrix and jimmy page and and some of the stuff as well yeah i love it all man yeah i love eddie and randy but i was i when i learned i learned like all of slash's stuff and a lot of motley crew and like became more like a blues based hard rock guitar player so then when i tried to learn like eddie and randy it was like so difficult to me i was like but it made me like a better player. Like the few songs that I could learn, I could play from them. I'm like, oh, this is so much better. And then there's just ones where I'm like, I can't even attempt it, man. It's so out of my out of my wheelhouse because it's not, you know, like a blues bass type thing. I, I, I see what you're saying. That that is one interesting thing, especially like it's like pushing yourself when you're learning how to play. Um, that is a good thing about like trying to learn some of the Satriani and Vi stuff. It's like if you push yourself to try to be able to play some of that stuff all the way through, when you go back to maybe more like the technically a little bit simpler stuff like um i don't i don't even know like some of the easier van halen stuff or randy it's like it's just if you're you push your you push yourself you know and that's it's a good thing that's a good way to kind of progress as a guitarist i still try to do that you know yeah well as you as you mentioned satriani and vine that was the first thing you know instrumental guitarist obviously the sound is a lot different but like blueprint wise of how they kind of have their career did you have that in mind when looking at them like maybe looking at the surfing for an alien record kind of like a blueprint of like maybe how songs piece together or how the record pieces together any in in that realm um i don't know i I, you know i haven't listened to that record all the way through in so long since i was like a kid (laughs) um but yeah i mean the the great thing about that album is kind kind of like we talked about before it's you know all the songs tell the story in themselves you know it's like that's such a classic album um and the one thing i kind of one thing i really love about slash and and kind of look up to as far as like i guess like composition wise something i try to um kind of go for as well as like he follows more traditional song structures like a lot of the songs on surfing with the alien are more like traditional rock like they could be like the structures of the songs could be guns and roses song or something you know um and that's something i definitely i do in my music as well where it's um it, it helps when you're writing melodies you know to kind of have have that familiar um, grounding. That that was the big thing listening to. I was like, man, there's like some song structure, which in a lot of guitar instrumental, there's not like what, like we kind of mentioned, you know, just how many notes can I play? But I felt like there's some real, like you said, you put effort into the, having like real song structure there. It, it's something I try, I try to stay conscious of for sure. I think the next stuff I'm working on, I might try to break out of that a little bit just cause I don't want to do the same thing again, you know, but, um, yeah, that's 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 one thing too. And one amazing thing about Satriani, man, is like those songs are smashing on the radio. You know, yeah. like granted, it was a different time, but that's kind of like a dream of mine. I hope for some days, like to get an instrumental on on the radio. Yeah, well, you you mentioned obviously it's been out for a year and you couldn't tour, but just in general, the response, like the overall response in like a year's time, you mentioned briefly, but go kind of detail, you know, the response you've gotten for the record. Oh, I, I've just been blown away, man. I, I, just the fact that um, 
like so many people have checked it out and I've gotten so many nice messages, you know, um, like I really didn't know what to expect. And I think sometimes that's the best way to go into things or, you know, working on projects is for me, it was, it was, I did it for fun, you know, and like as a challenge and, um, yeah, I've just, I've just been blown away. Like there's been so many kids that have covered the songs online and, you know, people are checking it out every day. And uh, that's that's probably been the most like rewarding thing I think is getting messages from like young guitar players going, dude, yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> oh my god. So that's that's like it just warms my heart, man. I, I feel so lucky. I was just refreshed to see like the music video, and I was like, oh, he's got a Les Paul. I was like, all right, he's perfect. Then that's all that matters. It's like I was like I was like, guitar instrumental. I was like, oh, it's probably gonna he's gonna have like a small smaller guitar, but I was like, nope, he's got a Les Paul, so he's good in my book. I've, I've always been a Gibson guy, man. Yeah, it's like, that's that's the sound, is like a, a Les Paul through a stack, you know? Like, that's that's how you do rock and roll. It's like, you can try other stuff, but it's never it's never there, you know? It's like, why, why you might as well just go for the real thing, you know? Everything else is kind of, like, taken away from that. Yeah, I, I, it, I'm a Les Paul player myself, obviously, because of Slash, and I, like, I've tried different guitars, and then you try it, and you're just like, it's not the same. I'm like, it just doesn't, it doesn't punch. I was like... I'm just gonna stick with the Les Pauls. I'm like, it's so perfect. It's yeah, they're just the meanest sounding, you know. What what type of Les Paul do you play? I have a I have two. I've got a Zach Wild signature and then Slash had like a run of uh like a standard signature that I got and it just was it perfect. Like I love love those two guitars. I don't know why I went with signature models and they're like, You're trying to beat those guys. I was like, I don't know, they just fit my hands perfect. And I'm like, that's where you play is like the sound comes through your hands, not your equipment. I was like, it just comes through for me on those guitars. Yeah, there's something about like the weight of it as well, like the feel. Yeah. Like especially when you're on stage, it just you feel powerful playing a Les Paul or something, you know. Um, yeah, it's just the best. I mean, I've, I've always and Slash like looks the coolest. I remember like being a kid seeing him playing a Les Paul. It's like it just looks so cool. Yeah, yeah <laughs> as well. Yeah, you know? just, yeah, he is the cool, the coolest guy. I've seen him a couple times solo, and then with Guns and Roses. I'm like, dude, he's just like one of the coolest guitar players ever. I'm like, that's just cool, man. Like this rock and roll. This is badass. Yeah, he's got a bunch of new signature guitars too. Actually, maybe like they probably come out. I don't even know, like maybe a year ago, but he's got like a bunch of new finishes and stuff that are pretty cool. He's always, he's always putting out stuff, man. Yeah. So hopefully, you know, you've got the record coming out. You're going to do some shows. Are you hoping to maybe like really get out on the road and do like a full tour behind this and really press it out there for people to hear? Yeah. In October, we're doing a few weeks just to start out, but I'm just, a. um, just as you know, I've never toured solo before, so I'm I'm kind of gauge. You know, you don't like it, like we mentioned. It's like you don't know what to expect. But hopefully, after that, I'm I'm hoping to do some more like opening act stuff and festivals and and stuff like that. But I'm looking forward to doing a few weeks tour, man. It's like oh, I just I miss it so much. And like the guys in my band are like some of my best friends. So it's like when you're touring with your friends, there's there's nothing better. No, that absolutely. So where can people check out the record, social media to keep up with like any dates or any live streams that you mentioned you've got coming up? Where can they check all that stuff out? Um, probably my website's sammybola.com, just my name. Like that has all the tour dates and updates. But uh, it's easiest if you need to get a hold of me, probably through Instagram. Uh, it's like, once again, just my name, at uh, Sammy Bowler. Awesome, and then I've I've got to ask: Is there a favorite song that you have on the record? Like one you're just like, man, you're super proud of, and it sticks out for you. Um, yeah, if you had to only listen to one, I'd probably say "Cloak of Light." That's like I think it's the third song on the record. Um, that was the one. It was it's probably my favorite favorite to play live when we were doing shows uh, before the pandemic, 
and it probably just means the most to me. Like I remember, sometimes songs grow on you when you write when you write them. You know, you have to take a couple days and come back to them. But that one, like as soon as I finished writing, I was like, oh man, this is I cannot wait to play this. You know, that's and the- I still feel that way. Every every time we get to that, it's I I feel like that. I feel like yeah, that's the best when you write that song and you're just like, okay, that's gonna be the good one. Like you know immediately, like that's probably one of the best feelings. Yeah, yeah, that's that's definitely my favorite for sure. Sammy, man, it's a pleasure having you on, man. And hopefully, uh, once you get out there tour, and there'll be even greater response, man, because I'm digging it. Like I said, instrumental guitar with some some harmony and melody in there sounds like actual songs. It's it's killer record, man. So I suggest everybody check it out. Thanks so much, Nick. So nice to meet you, man. Thanks for having me on. Aftershock 2021, October 7th through the 10th, Discovery Park, Sacramento, with two nights of Metallica and the much anticipated return of My Chemical Romance. Aftershock with Rancid, Limp Biscuit, Social Distortion, Rise Against, The Offspring, Machine Gun Kelly, Cedar, The Pretty Reckless, Full Beat, and more. Go to AftershockFestival.com for everything. Don't miss Aftershock. Want to thank Sammy for joining me on the show today, man. Super cool guy, amazing guitar player. Make sure you check out his stuff, and hopefully he'll be doing some shows and some touring in your area. You can check him out. Things are starting to slowly open back up, so hopefully that's good news on the rock and roll front and the pro wrestling front as we get back to shows. Make sure you follow on all social media. You know on that. Once again, I appreciate everybody's support each and every week. And we'll be back right here next week. I can even confirm the guest for you. It'll be Todd Michael Hall. You may know him from The Voice. He's got a new solo record out. It's a really, really good conversation. Really cool stuff. Great guy. Coming at you next week. So until then, until next Wednesday, peace. I'm out.